Hello and welcome. My name is Zachary, and I am here with my homies. Yay, yay. I am a Theo. Hey, everybody. This is Brian. How you doing today? And welcome to the Perspectives G33K cast. Um, this is mainly a geek cast where we just talk about all things geeky. Now, to start off with our first segment here, I want to introduce my friend here, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Greetings. What is the nerdiest thing you did last week? Um, this past week turned into study psychology because I had one person who wants to commit suicide and another person who <laughs> might be dying. And I'm not really good at comforting people, so I had to kind of study a little bit. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's a lot dark. That's a dark corner. Right, took. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> All right, excellent. I, again, I can't be mad because he answered the question. <laughs> he answered the question. Um. Hell. Alright, let's start off with uh, you, Theo. What was the nerdiest thing you did last week? Talk to us, brother. Oh, my lord in heaven. So, um, after days of working doubles on doubles on doubles, um, I skipped game night. I was like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not dealing with the snow, this cold weather. And I just stayed home and got really fucking hammered. Listen to fucking 80s pop music. Also, Why Can't We Be Friends? Probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Of course, yeah. So, I was in that vein. That and, like, fucking, um, Locomotion, Kylie Minogue and shit. <laughs> and playing fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> and it got to the point where it was probably, like, 7 in the morning. And I was like... What the fuck have I become? <laughs> what what monster? To, to be honest, you're actually getting me to finish that game up. Give me the urge to finish that game up. We talk about so much. I'm like, let me just go ahead and finish the game. Cause I already told you what my situation was. Um, essentially, I was playing the game and doing a lot of the side missions. I was playing, doing a lot of so many side missions. I burned myself out and didn't finish the main mission. Mm. So I got so far in the story. I got, I got to the part where last time the last service I did was when you climb up that tower and you meet the guy who's, the black guy who's been talking to you the whole the time. The guy that looks like Reggie. Yes. Yeah, Reggie, you look like Silence, bro. So for our audience, if you ever want to see what Reggie looks like, just look up the Black Knight Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> but yeah, so you're really gonna be wanting to play it again. Like um yeah, I literally just did that, but well that's a different thing. Yeah. Brian, let's get into you, man. What's, what's going on? Talk to us. Uh, I can't really say much of what I did last week. You know, uh, uh, let's see. It's been a while. But, uh, yeah, you know, last week I did reminisce from before I moved here to Chicago when me and my sister watched this. Not an... It's a cartoon series on the Cartoon Network uh, called Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart. And it's a cartoon series that I think appeared after the shadow of Steven Universe. Really? And it's basically this big love letter to anime in general. Okay. Where unlike how Steven Universe sort of takes strong inspiration from anime, we saw all the different snippets in there... The initial D reference, the strong, the strong, strong on crush that Rebecca Sugar has has for Captain Harlock. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or whoever was producing those episodes. But this is more of a straight-up love letter for, for anime mm-hmm. in a different sense. Like, you watch the opening, it looks like the opening to an anime. Yeah. The very plot is directed, at the same time, parodies anime. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy named Mau Mau. Mau Mau's a cat. <clears throat> and he's a cat who comes from a clan of heroes and warriors. Okay. If that's not anime enough for you, of course. And he's <laughs> there in Japan. And he's <laughs> and he's and he's accompanied by his reformed sidekick Badger Clops, who's a giant badger. Does he have one eye? He has one eye and a robotic arm. That actually sounds cool. That I'm gonna cool. Google Badger. Please Clops. Google that. <laughs> and oh, Badger Clops amazing. And you know, um, and Mama has issues <laughs> with uh, everything that's concerning him. I, didn't you show me a clip of this? I this think is, I may have. Isn't yeah? Because I remember Mau Mau being well. The clip I, you showed me, I believe, was Mau Mau. He's like this small cat, with like this deep evil voice. He's adorable. Yeah, yeah, he is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mau Mau. is very. He has a very big inferiority complex. He has a very mm-hmm. big issues that. He gets very sensitive about everything. Like, ah. like when people are talking about him, I like he's him. like, I identify. <laughs> and then there's just sometimes he goes to great extremes yep. to do the right, to do what he considers the right thing. I don't like your air cool. That means it's not the right thing. Ah, uh, he does the right thing in the end yeah. after he learns oh, his lesson. Yes, silence. Isn't the right thing regularly interpreted? Yes. So, 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 so we get a philosophy podcast. I know who to call. <laughs> Indeed, like to say what is and, and, right and, and what just, is wrong. Just to the point where most people would be, because extent, he does a lot of wrong. The extent to which you can adjudicate whatever is the extent that you understand it. And every once in a while, our understanding is well less than stellar with regard to the uh, current circumstances. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's anyway. Reggie Philosophy Corner. <laughs> I'll be kind. Sure. I'll go ahead, Brian. <laughs> but anyways, and I see some of the things that he does, and I'm just amazed at how, like, yeah, that's that's an anime MC for you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in, in the short clip that you showed me, like it seems like it's a pretty funny cartoon. Like he's it seems just, like something I would watch. Yeah, like it just seems like, like me and my sister were sitting there, and I just and I just keep flashing back to that one moment. That was probably one of the better moments in my adult life. Oh, touching, Heart so touching. Indeed, indeed. Love you, sis. Anyway. <laughs> And there's one, there's a couple particular episodes that really stuck out for me. Oh, yeah? Particularly, and then and there's a third character in this one, mm-hmm. which is a, which attacks anime tropes again. It's this cute little character named Adorabat. Ha! Who is That's, actually, who is actually, and she's, and who is in fact, uh, I believe, neurotic for a, fi- a neurotic five-year-old, or whatever, <laughs> however fucking old she is. Pardon right. my French. <laughs> And <clears throat> I want one. Adorable. Adorable. I just feel like she's just like she's like basically a Pokemon. Like, and that's the really? thing. 
here's the full story. The full story of Mamo is he was a hero looking to she become... She is adorable! To become legendary. I want one. To become legendary, like his, like the rest of his ancestors, the rest of his family, because he's kind of like the runt of the litter, right? And the, all of and all of his other great siblings are sisters, right? Okay. And his dad's like, I guess a badass among badasses or some shit. <laughs> Going to that later, and he's doing a mission fighting these sky pirates, mm. and he lands in what is called Pure Heart Valley. Okay. And it's this valley full of little chibi people. <laughs> okay, I need to watch this. And now, like, and they're like, uh, and their king is like a really, really flamboyant lion, um, with a with a flaming pink mane. <laughs> okay, all right. And um, ends his name ain't King Snuggly Mane. Wait, I have a question. Does he tend to throw roses at people? No, Dang. he's just. Very. Think King. Do I want to say Louis or King George? I'm not. I'm having trouble on that one. Well, where's the characters from? Where's the characters from? Oh no! Like like I said, it's. We'll go into that later. Okay. Anyway, um, and I'm trying to compare to the most fruitiest king, the most fruit cake of a king I can think of, and compare him to Snuggly Man. Oh, okay. And. And now, all of a sudden, the Sky Pirates show up, too. <laughs> and, like, Mama, like, bound by this chain of responsibility, must stay and protect this town that he's exposed to danger because he's the hero. And, of course, Adorabat, being a child, f- totally flips about this. And she's like, I want to be a hero, too! And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like the anime fan, like the young anime fan of me just like sparks like, yeah! And then the adult me is like, what the fuck am I doing? So in other words, you're watching this and there's a bit of a contradiction. Like two Bryants going at it. And that's what it does. It sparks, in one sense, it parodies everything that you totally, that totally blew your mind as a child. Yeah. When you're first watching anime. Of course. And then you can look at it as an adult. Like, and... And, you know, me and my sister talked about this, and this is a cartoon that an old anime fan can watch with their kid. That's good. And a like, lot of us are indeed adults now. Yeah. Children. And, like, yeah, none of us have children, though. Yeah, none of us have children. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All my money comes to me. Excellent. Exactly. Or comes to me, I should say. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of crazy adventures, but there's probably two that rang out for me the most. Mm-hmm. One is where, like, Mau Mau has to get an image change. Oh. Because everyone thinks he's scary and mean. And he's like... So, in the end, they, like, give him an image change. Now, everyone really likes Mau, this new Mau Mau, because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> because he doesn't enforce the law like he always does. Because he became sheriff. But now he's oh, just like... And there's this one quote... While they're all causing chaos without realizing the damage they're doing because they're cute little cheaty people and they're <laughs> stupid. And, and he's just like, oh, come on, guys. What's a trash fire among friends? Oh, wow. <laughs> and there's literally piles of burning trash around him. That's interesting. <laughs> Let me know if I'm boring you yet. No. No, move on. And I'm going to go on. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, my word. Words are difficult, guys. 
It's okay. It's okay. So, so, so it sounds like there's like one main issue with uh, Cartoon Network lately is that a lot of people are saying that their cartoons are not of higher quality. So, I mean, would you put this at least in a new way? In terms of in terms of animation, it's definitely right up there with Adventure Time, Steven Universe, okay, and even uh, you know OKKO if you're into that, okay. But uh, the animation is good. It's again, it's just this strange love letter slash parody to anime, and mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it very much. Okay. Uh, a lot of people might say otherwise. Like, there's nothing. Because you know, we look at Avengers, we look at Steven Universe and and Adventure Time, and how they just raise the bar on Western animation in general, and and storytelling, and storytelling, absolutely. Like Steven Universe, <laughs> pissed. The note, my silence there, just like <laughs> Rebecca should have pissed a lot of people off. So I've been here. Have you been into the whole Adventure Time? Not Adventure Time, I'm sorry. Steven, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, I don't know the details myself. And again, Brian, you probably know more than I do. Maybe. There was, was it the ending or like one of the story plots where um, she changed one of the characters? And a lot of people were pissed off about that. Mm. I'm, uh, sadly, I haven't followed Steven Universe that far. Okay. Uh, you know, I can talk about it all I want, but, you know, I've watched enough of it to know what it did for cartoons and for animation. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know the details of it myself. Again, I just hear... I have people I could talk to, but, um... Yeah. I'm sure you can find a Steven Universe fan. There's a a lot of... There's a a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a very good YouTuber who's very, uh, who follows it... Very closely. very closely. What were you saying, Dio? No, I was going to say, like, what's the abridged version of what we've heard and don't know for people like me? Well, at least as far as I know, there was, like, a plot detail or a storyline that either she included or she changed something. Again, I know very little myself just based off what I've been hearing and the little I've been reading. And, you know, it's a classic story of, like, the writer made a decision and the fans don't like it. And what did he... Do y'all know what they changed? Um, Brian, can you pull that up, actually? Yes, I'm glad to. Yeah, I think I will find that. Yeah, find that. Um, But yeah, apparently it's like this big controversy. People get upset about nothing. Yeah. Now. So, the thing is, and I've actually seen this with Mortal Kombat very recently, and that I do know about. Yeah, that's Um, people flipping shit. Yeah, so... Sendale or what? Sindel, Sindel, definitely. So the, to um, to let our audience know here, in Mortal Kombat 11, uh, they came up with the character Sindel, longtime legacy character who's been in Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat 3. Um, up until this game, Reese, right? Up until this mm. game, she's always been a good guy. Um, at first, she started off evil, but she was under a spell, spell broken, and she's been good and a great character since then. Um, very recently, in a DLC that. When she came out, her ending in the arcade mode was that she's always been evil. Uh, originally, her storyline was that Shao Kahn invaded Edania, which is the planet that she's from, um, killed the king there, and took. And she was the queen at the time, so pretty much she killed her husband, took her as his queen, and then to save everyone else, like her daughter Katana and whatnot, she said, "Hey, I'll marry you." 
I bet you she became evil, fell broken, and then of course was good again. This current well, storyline. No, actually, um, I'm under the guise, and do correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, she took his hand in marriage to keep Katana safe, but after a while, yeah. they couldn't deal with it, and she killed herself. Oh yeah, I mean, and I was then she saying, was resurrected. Yeah, and I was saying the abridged version. Okay. But I didn't want to get into the whole details of like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that's like a whole storyline. It's actually a pretty good storyline. I'm yeah. a fan of it myself. Um, in the new storyline now, she's always been evil. So she willingly killed her own husband, got with Shao Kahn, and then from there, she's just been evil queen all day. And a lot of fans are pissed off about that because they want her to go back to being good. And, you know. Also, like, real quick, yeah. just random in interjection. Yeah. With Mortal Kombat 11 being, like, super hype, people really looking forward to it. Yeah. Me being one of them, coming mm-hmm. out in the same time frame as Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I am fucking time traveled out. If we can, we can stop doing that. <laughs> I won't lie. With Mortal Kombat 11, great. I like the game. I think the story is okay compared to the other ones. I still think 10 is my favorite one, mm. story-wise. Um, I feel like I'm along. I, I feel like when they announced it was gonna be time travel, I was like, oh, really? Again? Yeah, yeah like the, that so was that 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 the whole retcon of that whole thing just seemed yeah, disappointing yeah. to me. Even in Avengers Endgame, and again, I like Avengers Endgame. I think Infinity War is better. Of um, course, I agree that I don't. I'm the Marvel guy, and I don't think I like Endgame. I gotta like I sit on it a little bit, but I don't think I like it. To be honest, I have to see them both again, back to back. Yeah, because Endgame, not Endgame. I'm sorry, if anyone ended on such a strong note, I mm-hmm. such a depressing note, that it's like, damn, how are you guys gonna get out of this? Even like the first what 30, 40 minutes of Endgame was like. Five years later, we're still dealing with this right now. Mm. And then they find Thanos, and then they're so desperate to kill Thanos, and finally he destroyed the stones. And then it's like they cut his head off in pure anger. It's like, damn. It just felt so I mean, depressing. For me, I got what thought was coming from. Yeah. Um, again, I always defend the villain in any scenario. And <laughs> Thor was the villain in that one, but. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't like when. I don't know, just time travel is one of the laziest tropes. It's like, oh, this it really is. Fix yes. It makes you lose all of your stakes in a story. Yep. Because you can easily go back and reverse. Now, if it's done correctly, it's great. Yes. Like, now, because, again, I'm a, I'm a Doctor Who fan. That's all about time and space. And, in my opinion, a bad Doctor Who writer uses time travel to solve everything. Mm. Like, the Doctor uses his brain, his, at least her, the Doctor uses her brain to fix like any situation that happens and she does it without killing them. Right? So to me it's like not direct not directly, yes. There you go. (laughs) I mean I I mean she gives him a choice, like, okay, do you want to live? Because you can just leave. Or if you choose to kill my friends, I will make you go away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what she does. But again, the show's all about time travel. Very seldom do you see a storyline where time travel fixes everything. Hmm, that was good. What yeah. you got, Brian? What you got, Brian? Like, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I did some digging and I can't. All the articles are, that I found are dated. 
Okay. So, like... I mean, still, because this... And it's, uh, there's so many different controversies on Steven Universe, let's be honest. Really? After okay. It's a fucking cartoon. Like, people need to it's a, it's a cartoon that pushed a lot of buttons and people in certain ways. Like because what? It just... Well, Steven, if you watch Steven Universe, you'd know, but it's a lot of... About how the, the Crystal Gems and their interactions with each other... One of the biggest ones is, of course, uh, the fusion aspect, which okay. a lot of people akin to same-sex intercourse. Mm. From which, a cartoon. From a cartoon, yes. And people don't like that because kids watch the show and parents... You know, it's, it's hard It's hard to bag on parents these days. Some, there are... I, I went to a Catholic school, so, of course, my first thought is, oh, they're a bunch of ignorant jackasses. Mm-hmm. Asses who want to control their kids. But then there's another part of it is like, well, there had with a lack of context, I guess. But I feel that yeah. it would the way that Steven Universe works is that there is context there. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, like, it's not it's not about the physical contact; it's about the feeling, you know. Right. But, but you have to understand too, like a lot of these parents, they're either here here in a second hand or they see one clip. Yeah, like they're not they don't know the full thing. Right, so it's like when it comes to these cartoons, yeah, some of these cartoons may seem weird because you're either hearing it with the commentary of, oh, it's this, that, and the other, and then you're only seeing the one clip, not looking at the whole show. Yes. Now, like, I understand, like, I don't fuck like, much parenting, so it's like, to me, it's like, you know, you can tell what your kids watch, and then right. you can make that decision. And, you know, if you don't want them watch it, you don't have to have them watch it. But, I mean, I would say just do the research and what's going on. Yeah, like, and that's, I think, and it's not just that. I think it's just a lot of, uh, hard to say, just, you know, hate groups. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, that's called what it is. Again, yeah, I, it again is. I'm not that well informed on what's going on around the cartoon these days. I know okay. they launched Steven Universe Future, I think it is. Oh, I didn't hear about yeah. that. <laughs> it's <laughs> after, it was, at, it was after the movie, so now they're, like, continuing it. Steven Universe Steven Universe Shippuden yes yeah essentially Um, that's something I never really understood though like just the outrage like one of the when you mentioned like online outrage what is that woman and I can remember everybody else's name but for some odd reason I can't remember hers the Asian woman from um, Star Wars. Wars Yes, um, like, bro, like it's a fucking yeah, movie, bro. Like y'all gotta fucking relax. Like, yeah, who has the time to be this upset over yeah. something so moved? Just turn the movie off. Don't watch. Like, the like so wait, whoa, whoa. I think I know who you're talking about. What are they mad about for? I think her name was Jody Tran. I want to say. Like we don't have Google. Yeah, you have using Google throughout this whole show, right? Um, <laughs> no, but she was bullied online. Her and um, um, Leslie Jones, yeah, that was in Ghostbusters. They both had to quit like social media. Yeah, it's like bro, Ghostbusters only had one good movie. Fucking Ooh. relax. You about to I don't give a fuck. My address is one two three Fake Street. Pull up. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, seriously, Jeez. like that was a I, 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 no, like I, I totally agree with that, though. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Ghostbusters Two was weird. This is the vi- although now let's to be fair. Okay. The video game was fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The video game Guys, was fun. This is episode one. We're starting off at a great start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, to be honest, I guess and then the true. new movie. Do I really have to talk about this? I barely well, saw Kelly it. Marie Tran. 
Well, yeah, right. Kelly Marie Tran. Um, I said Kelly Tran. I was wrong. But to be honest, I'm actually along with you guys. I could watch the second movie, but if I could just watch the first, I'll just watch the first. Because that first one was magical. It was funny. It was great. For I still think it has good effects. Okay. Personally. Um, I would like, and that's what this new Ghostbusters movie is, is looking to be. I would like for them to continue on with that story. Because I'm not going to lie. I didn't, well, I didn't watch the female Ghostbusters movie. I did like the effects in it based upon what I've seen through trailers and clips. Um, um, so they could bring a little bit well, of that like, to the newer what's one. Wait, wait, wait. What, did, what did they harass her for, though? It's fucking weirdos. She's a woman. Yeah, she was a woman. Like, that's Star it. Wars that's movie that was in love with a black guy. You know, I know what you're talking about now. Like, yeah. I remember there was this one YouTuber about, you know, Battlefront 2, how the main lead was a woman. And the yeah. guy was like, like, stop doing this. Women need to do it. Anytime I've played a video game and I can create a character, I go one of two like, ways. When I knock, when people knock a person for their for the character they create, that's just bullshit. But part like, of my French, but that's just to tie into your Battlefront thing. Mm-hmm. I usually create a character that looks like my black ass, or I always create a woman. Because it's like, I'm going to be staring at this game for 20 hours, so... It's funny, because that same... A long time ago, I used to play this game called Martial Heroes. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend on there who said the exact same thing. Because you could yeah. choose if you want to be a man. Well, the, you could choose the class, and there was one class that was a woman. Right. He chose that class, he was like, bro, I'm not going to be looking at a man for like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could definitely understand that logic. But then it's like you're playing Pokemon and you choose a female character anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it matters in Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. I will, I will, I will, well, the newer Pokemon. Sometimes you can like, and like some like, like has that ever happened before where someone does that and they feel dirty? Never. I have no shame. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I mean, I've done that. I did that in Crystal because that's when they first introduced it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that so, doesn't matter though. She's just a sprite. Yeah, she's just a sprite. I mean, I never felt dirty because I'll choose. To me, it's all about the, the design. Um, if I feel like the female design is better than the male design, I'll choose it. Yeah, but that's fair. At me. That's fair. It's fine. But um, actually, with the Ghostbusters thing too, we we all over the place. But we're bringing yeah, yeah. it back. We we keeping it, yeah, yeah. it together. Keeping it together, baby. Bring it back. So my bad. I never gave a shit about the fucking Ghostbusters, and then I heard the outrage about the female cast, and and I watched that trailer and was like, okay, I don't get it. But then again, I'm not one of those guys. And I actually saw that movie. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the genders that lay at the movie. It just wasn't a really good written movie. I mean, you'll laugh like three or four times. Yeah. But it just wasn't a good movie. But I still haven't even seen the new Ghostbusters trailer. Mm. And that stars a man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, to me, it's like, it's not... I haven't seen the, the ladies Ghostbusters movie. Not because there are women, it's because it's I just so... wasn't. It didn't catch my interest. And to be honest, a lot of movies are not doing that with me lately. Especially yeah. since I used to work at a movie theater, I used to get them for free, and now I gotta pay for it. Three makes. Well, it's not even that. Okay, see, the thing with me is that I'm cool with remakes, reboots. They can be great, but for one, you need to add your own flair to it, and you need to capture my attention. Um, the only thing that's been really captured my attention have been legacy movies like the Marvel movies, for example. Those have been going on for 10 plus years. Um, 
you have I'm, I'm into the DC animated yeah DC animated because again those are legacies yeah. so I know DC's gonna come out with a decent movie at least because Batman Superman hell Birds of Prey like I may see that one sometime uh, in the next couple weeks because it's DC it's Harley Quinn but mm-hmm. nothing standalone has really caught my interest like I I know there's a bunch of movies out there that are standalone that I hear are great but I'm also like not going out to see those you know what I'm saying actually um I guess that's the one thing I miss about having a girlfriend is somebody to watch movies with. That too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I'm on popular opinion. After Endgame, I felt like I blew my load. That's it. I came. You can you can leave. You can stay. I don't care. I'm gonna eat popcorn until I fall asleep. <laughs> you know. But I just felt like we're gonna reach a point. Where this fatigue is really about to set in with these movies. In all honesty, I think we're reaching that. Um, because especially after Endgame, because I felt the same way. Like I'm still gonna watch everything Marvel puts out because I'm a comic book fan to my core. Um, I might but... be done after Guardians three. Okay, I think I'm. Done. Of course, all right, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That was that that those satisfied me completely. Yeah. See, see personally, it's like I'm still gonna watch the TV shows. Like to me, I don't know if you guys seen the trailer, like the Super Bowl trailer for like when you talk the about Marvel TV shows. When you talk about Dude, TV shows, it makes me sad because all the Defenders Netflix series got canceled. Do really? I'm You're sad over Iron Fist? Now we okay with that? Where? No, wait, Iron Fist? No, no, no. Iron Fist. No, garbage. Iron Fist was garbage. Yeah, Iron Fist was garbage. <laughs> uh, to be fair, the second season of that was a lot better. It was better. It was the second, second season. Yes. Yeah. It was so better. the second season should have been the first season. Yeah, it's first sh- season five. Yeah, it should have been yeah, like the first season of Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Iron Fist rant. And then, Real quick. then of course, there's Luke Cage when well, he teams first, up I, with Iron Fist. That was, just, that was so good. Can I just go on the Iron Fist rant real quick? Yes. Okay. For context, Iron Fist in the, comment, in the comics, he's a guy who knows Kung Fu and he channels Chi in his fist and two fists and then globally does some great stuff one of the coolest characters in the Marvel Universe that's debatable that'll be another time or after this who knows um <laughs> but I'm saying he's to me he's I love Kung Fu man I'm sorry but anyway um in the TV show why would you give the man for one one glowing fist and have him very rarely use that fist I understand the budget isn't high but I'm sure it doesn't take that much money to make his hand glow. And then on top of I that... I think it was Iron Fist's start. Because I think in the comics, he also had to learn to... I mean, he had to learn as well. Sure. He had to learn that, sure. But the thing is, like, I would have accepted that if the, if the fight scenes were good. Mm-hmm. Like, that show should have been on the same level as Daredevil. The only fight scene I liked in that one was when he fought the drunk guy. Yeah, that was the only... No. In, I, I remember nothing about Iron Fist other than mm-hmm. a fight in the rain with his friend who betrayed him. <laughs> and that was like it. See, the thing is like, in Iron Fist season one, I only liked one episode. And that was the episode that was directed by the RZA. It essentially had Iron Fist facing at least like three, um, three going through three stages and having to fight I guess uh, a different person at each stage. And they all had right. unique powers. Like one of my favorite fights. Unique in abilities. That, they didn't have powers. Like well, yeah, yeah, like the abilities. the Russian twins. The Russian twins were my favorite. Like the twins, there was. 
they they had they were in a circle. Yeah. And they both had uh, axes. No, they had knives. Was it knives? Oh, just, it, was it was just it was knives. knives. And they okay. fought and they fought in unison. Yeah. That was one of my favorite. Then you had the lady, she was with the poison. For, yeah, her folks was poison, but she was like a spider lady. Yeah. She was like, I remember none of this. <laughs> and then of course there was the dude with uh, who who was had that huge weapon room. And that yeah, was amazing. Yeah. That was the only episode I like because it was focused on the fighting. He fought unique characters. And it was and it had my attention. Yeah, like I remember none of this shit. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. But I mean rant over. It's just that I, I feel like they did Iron Fist dirty. Uh, I feel like that's one of the reasons why they're doing the Shang-Chi movie instead of another Iron Fist movie. <laughs> is because they ruined Iron Fist so badly that no one liked the man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But with that, though, so, and I haven't even finished every Defender show. Okay. Like uh, I love the Defenders. Yeah, the series, though. No, I finished the Defenders, but... Um, like the shows. The series, but I didn't watch every individual season. Yeah, right. I like... But... Now, Marvel's gonna do, what, they're going from two movies a year to four? On uh, top of 20th Century films coming in eventually, on top of how many Netflix series? That is so much fucking content. To well, it's gonna be I mean, Plus. yeah, Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta get used to saying that. Yeah, you gotta use to saying that now, yeah. Um, and I'm, to be honest, I'm really looking forward to the ones that are coming out this year. Um, Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Looking forward to because yeah, that was bad. I love that dynamic. Yeah, that great. That and then you have I hate you. Yeah, he's like, why didn't you do that earlier? He's <laughs> like, did you did you move the seat up? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Quantum and Woody. Uh, and I'm looking forward to WandaVision because a little bit I saw in that Super Bowl ad looked pretty interesting. I like Scarlet Witch. I like magical characters. Technically, well, yeah, I guess she is close to being magical. Yeah, she like well, a, in the comic book, she's magical. In the movie, she's... Ain't she like, what is it? A level five, uh, Omega, what do they call it? Omega level mutant? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she I'm sorry, whenever you say no more mutants... It's a form. Yeah, really it's no a more form. mutants. Yeah. It's her abilities are within the realm of probability manipulation. Yeah. In which she creates hex bolts that can make either your power backfires against you, or you lose control, or you trip up. Something and they've even extended that out because that's how it started off. But literally, like, and her power just grew and grew and grew, grew because it's, it's like, almost almost as bad as Jean Grey. Yeah, and it's like thank God she's dead. Oh, she's alive now again. Yes, fuck her back. What a year ago, and I'm still swearing. It's fine. I, I can believe it happened, but it's on YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, Jean Grey came back a year ago. I'm gonna say. And now she's back to being a Marvel girl for whatever reason. Anyway, we're going off. Um, but yeah, so I love magical characters. So I'm really looking forward to that WandaVision show. It looks like they're going to have her actually do magic, especially since she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. I do not know. I did want to fucking care about the Sam Raimi shit the other day. You did. Get into the first podcast, so by all means, no, have your rant. Man, I, do, I don't, I don't want to see Sam Raimi direct anything in the MCU. I'm cool, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And why is that? Elaborate, please. Bro, you had your chance. You blew your load on, apparently that's my term of the day, <laughs> on um, Spider-Man 3. 
Mm-hmm. You fucking, you disappointed us. That hurt, whatever, whatever. And then, like, he went indie. The movies are really good. But I just feel like he's a Hollywood staple already. Like, I'd rather see new talent and new energy with new views on the subject matter than somebody we know what to expect something from. I feel like they got Sam Raimi because they want this Doctor Strange movie to be horror-esque. And they had a director previously. I forget his name. I don't know if he did anything previously or whatnot. So forgive me. Um, but there are creative differences, quote-unquote. Why not go to James Wan? <laughs> Look, I, I'm not in the big seats at Disney. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. Like, that's stupid to me. But they got Sam Raimi because you already know what he did. The Evil Dead trilogy. Bro, fuck the Evil Dead trilogy and fuck Sam Raimi. My take, uh, truth be told, they should have hollered again, James Wan. Yeah. Like, they snuck a whole fucking Conjuring universe out of it, bro. They really, ooh, okay. They got okay. that off the ground before Universal got that, like, Wolfman, uh, Invisible Man, the mummy shit. Oh, you mean the Dark Universe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they snuck a Conjuring universe out of I'm going to holla at who's ever in charge of that. To be honest, they did a good job of sneaking that in. They did what Marvel did. Yeah. They said, hey, we're going to have this one movie. Oh, we're going to have a sequel. Oh, we're going to have a spinoff. Yeah. Another spinoff. Yeah. Another spinoff. Oh, now we have a whole universe. That's how you do that. I didn't even know it until it was like seven movies. Bro, like, I didn't like, what that. the fuck is it? Bro. Until <laughs> I started seeing like, oh, this is a part of the Conjuring universe, like in the advertisement. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-oh. They did it. I think it's like the second most successful movie universe we've had. Or at least the third. They count the early, early monster. Are we talking movies. about that one Wolfman movie that came out a few years back? No, no, no. no, you're talking about the one with Benicio Del Toro? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, exactly. no. this wasn't a part of the dark uh, universe. Yeah, the dark universe was... Do you remember the... I, mean, the dark I did universe. like that movie, though. The Mummy? No, fuck no. The one with uh, Tom The Bruce. Wolfman. Um, oh. With Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. I'm trash. That's fine. We like him anyway. Thank you. The only thing I liked about that movie was the cane. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow. I was like, the only thing I liked about that movie was when the credits rolled. Like, God <laughs> damn. Bro, I like the bass in the background. That was great. I know, right? Where's that from? <laughs> Ikea ain't got that shit. <laughs> Reggie looked like he wanted to join in. That, was, that is just the prettiest bush. <laughs> <laughs> I like the leaf in that one scene. I like that. The leaf was great. That thing was trash. I like that. I like that one. <laughs> but, um, actually, uh, but, yeah, going back to, like, the Conjuring, they did that so great. Yeah. I, I can't be mad at that, bro. And the movies aren't that bad. Not my season. What's his face is really good. Patrick, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, he's great. Like, um, he's in one of my favorite movies. What is it? Hard Candy. Hard Candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit slap. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, um, we didn't get into my nerdiest thing. And we're Damn. 39 minutes. <laughs> we got to the shits. <laughs> But yeah, screw that, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. So, actually, I really want to talk about this because, as you know, I'm a big Persona fan. I love Shin Megami Tensei. So, my week consisted of me creating a PlayStation, a Japanese PlayStation Network account. What? Okay. Let me tell you why. So, in Japan, so, have you heard of a Persona 5 Scramble? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, so Persona 5 Scramble. Was that the fighting game? No, it was not the fighting game. 
it's a what's called a Muso game. So you know like Dynasty Warriors, you know those games. Hack and slash. Yeah, it's a hack and slash game. So they're creating so Persona 5 Scramble is a hack and slash game in the same vein as Dynasty Warriors. It actually continues the story of Persona 5. Oh, after they like on the e way yes, in the car? Exactly. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, I actually have it in my bag if you want to try it out. This Don't turn me with a demo. fucking good time. I will. All right. Let's do it. I'll do it. Right, you can try it too. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, Dude. And the thing is that, like, this the demo came out this week. So I said, screw it. Let me just, I look for some fire so much. I created a Japanese PlayStation account, downloaded the demo, and I played that game actually early this morning. This game looks way better than the main game and they do a good job of transferring all of the original gameplay elements because you know Persona 5 is an RPG um, right like but they successfully mapped it to like yes. action games exactly okay. so here's the thing um, obviously you have your traditional you play as Joker right you got your knife you got the traditional hack and slash slashing at all the shadows that's around. It's like a crowd of them, right? A mixture of, like, just regular shadows, just guys in, like, police uniforms to just, like, actual monsters. Like, you got Pixie. Uh, you got, I forget his name, but you have, like, the horse with two horns. Bicorn. Bicorn, yes. Um, and then it does the whole, like, you summon your persona. Now, the monsters still have weaknesses. So you hold down the button to cast the spell. Like, let's say you have Arsene. And I forget what the... Uh, uh, Sorry? The, the spell he uses is called Agi. It's not Agi, it's the dark. Because Agi yeah. is fire. No, that's. Uh, no. Yeah, that's yeah, right. something fire. Else. It's something else. It's, I can't remember the name. But the enemies still have weaknesses, and you use like, your spell to hit their weakness. And then you do what's called. You, you, know, you do an all out right. attack. Now, on the regular enemies, the all out attack is not as flashy as it is in the game, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what they do with oh. a cool pose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. When you're fighting, let's say, a boss, these mofos, bro, you do an auto attack, these mofos are so cool that it is an explosion in the background, and they just do a pose, bro. That's and then the screen just it. explodes. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then in the midst of the action, y'all also have interactables as well. So, and you'll see it when you play the demo. Like, you'll look up at the light post, Joker will jump on the light post, and he'll jump from it, just doing like a special hey, attack. A-Hop, that's it. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you still got the crew in the background doing their thing. Like, then you got Morgana, uh, you have Ryuji. So it's like, um, yeah. I hate to say this. So Kingdom Hearts-ish? Because then there's more people on screen in Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, there's more people on screen in Dynasty Warriors, but... But if you're... How interactive is your party? Um, it's not too interactive to do their own thing. Now, in the real game, there are trailers out where you can play as them. And maybe there are more game mechanics that the demo did not introduce. Of course not. I mean, of course. like, it's a demo. Yeah, but what I played, I really couldn't interact. And what I could read, maybe I missed something because it was all in Japanese. Right. Um, I could not, like, go to Ryuji or Morgana. Mm. I couldn't play as them in the midst of all the action. Now, you do get a, uh, they do introduce a new character called, well, two new characters, actually. Um, the character that fights with you in the game as well is called Sophia. Think of her as, like, a, I want to say she's human. Again, with some of the storyline. I think I know what you're talking about now, that girl who puts on that white suit. Yeah, she has, like, a white suit, and when she's in battle, 
She looks like um, that white robot from Wally. <laughs> but she doesn't like look like like like, like a, com- a combination of, of of Eve and Mars Shadow. Yeah, mm. that's what I think of when you added that notion. Yeah, that put it better in my head because when I saw her face, I thought of the Pokemon Mars Shadow. Okay, and then you add that, and it's like a combination of those two. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's like when she's like out of battle, she's like a normal little girl, blah blah blah. When she's in battle, she turns up like a iPhone. And her pers- and I didn't do the research here beforehand, but her persona is like three blocks, it seems like. I don't know the name. Wait, when does this come out? In Japan at the end of this month. For us, I have no idea. Dude, Persona 5 was too fucking successful for this to not come over here. And you know, like, the Persona 5 The Royal, which is the remake, is coming out at the end of March. Um, I'm definitely going to get that just for the extra story beats. I think the next game of... Um, and of course, yeah, like we we already know we're gonna hear some angry comments about the female pro tag. Oh, we did. Um, just to like sidetrack a little bit, when the new girl, when they show the trailer for the new girl in Persona Five The Royal, um, there and the thing, her like the, people, people were like complaining the, about what she was wearing, which isn't that bad, which isn't bad at all. She's a ballerina. Yeah, like so she's gonna show some thigh, right? And what she's wearing is very ballerina esque. That's dumb. Yeah, so people were saying like, that's oh, cover up her. That's what that's what they're complaining about. Yeah, because she was wearing like thigh high uh, socks. Oh, not thigh high socks, but um, knee high socks. And then of course it's thigh. And then you know she has on her ballerina getup and her mask, of course, which is what ballerinas wear, right? So people were complaining that oh, she covered up her thighs, this that, and the other. And I'm like, that's her character design. So shut up. Right, because each of these have their own thing. You did not have that idea. Because you're lame and boring and old and boring. Stop talking to Reggie like that, man. I'm not talking to Reggie. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> Reggie's not. Yeah, but looking at what he was doing as he was saying it, he's actually pointing at Zach as he's saying it. No, I'm pointing, I'm pointing at the window. <laughs> yes, yeah, Zach is right there in front of the window. Yeah. Yes, he is. So I, guess, uh, so I apologize for uh, misleading you. No, it's fine. You know what I think? That's going to get a stateside release. And I feel like the first year is going to be a Switch exclusive because it's available on uh, the Switch demo network mm-hmm. in Japan with Joker being in Smash. Yeah. Like, clearly there's a relationship in Nintendo. Joker's in Smash? Yeah, Joker's in Smash. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's a relationship, though. Yeah, I think, like, between Axis and... Not Axis, Atlas. Keep getting that mixed up with Arc System Arts. Um, with Atlas and Nintendo, I think... Like, their relationship is actually becoming great. Because, you know, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five yeah. is going to be a Switch exclusive. See? Yeah, that's... I yeah. saw the trailer for that, but it, I wasn't impressed with it. Yeah, it's the first trailer, so... Yeah, sure it's only it the first out. trailer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll still be there. Didn't, um... Who developed Bayonetta? Was that Ninja Theory? That's uh, that's Team Little Angels. Oh, Platinum Games. Yeah, Platinum Games. Yeah, yeah. them too. Okay. What has some city area Platinum Games. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it was essentially uh, is Platinum Games under Sega though? Because that's what I'm. That's what I want to say. I think Platinum. Because originally, research had, Google it. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to say Platinum Games is under Sega. Well, the Bayonetta two I, was released under Sega. Well, Bayonetta two, will remember, Bayonetta one was released under Capcom, I believe. 
Well, no, that was on the Sega. Bayonetta 1 was released on the Sega. Then when Bayonetta 2 came out, Nintendo bought Bayonetta to have it on their platform. Yeah. Exclusively. Yes. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, Sega. But I do know that it was made by the same team that did Devil May Cry. So what happened, just to give a little history lesson. So, a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Here on Earth. Um... There were some... In the bedroom. There were a team that created Devil May Cry, right? Team I, I want to say... Team Little Devils. Exactly. Um, and then you had Clover Studios who created games like Goddamn, which is one of my favorite games. That yeah, nobody talks about. Nobody talks about. Yeah. I love Goddamn. They basically made Goddamn and put Gene in Marvel vs. Capcom. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, they got fired. Mm. Team Clover Studios got shut down. There were some guys who left Capcom and worked on Devil May Cry and the Resident Evil games. Some of those guys went off to do their own thing, one of which was Platinum Games with their own studio. So, of course, one of their big flashy games is Bayonetta, which is guess, guess what? It's just Dante, except he's female. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, that's kind of like taking away from Bayonetta's character. He's a cool character, but I'm just saying. It's and a game in the gameplay aspect. Yeah, it's a Devil May Cry esque game, except they innovated on it. Of course, um, and you know that's where they got that's their flagship game right now. And then you know that other people who work at uh, Capcom made the game. I want to say it's Hideki Kamiya. I may be wrong about that. He's the guy who is like the what I guess what would you call that genre? Uh, character action guru. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the games he's worked on, again, Devil May Cry. Uh, three especially, and then you go from that to Bayonetta. Okay. And then you work with God, and he's really great at what he does. He's been doing this for years and years and years. Correct. So you know, it's they created their own studios, pretty much former Capcom employees, and then from there, you know, they, they create their legacy. Okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I think it's gonna be the Switch exclusive at least for yeah. a year. Yeah. And like, just to go back to uh, P5 Scramble, um, again, I'm actually very surprised that they included a lot of the game mechanics from the RPG. You know what? Oh, wait, I take that back. What's up? Because the demo's available on PlayStation. It can't be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stateside release could be. Well, I don't think that would be true either because they do a good job of like having it on. If they have it on multiple systems in Japan, they have it on multiple systems here. Now, the Switch may have some, like, exclusive costume or mission or something. Yes, that's... I would say that. That's the usual trend with these companies these right. days. Because nowadays, I mean, like you said, Joker's now in Smash. And that's yeah. a running trend that I see with a lot of games these days. Instead of making a new version of it like it was back when I, when we were kids playing games, now they drag it out. I mean, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege is an example. Mm-hmm. They have all these different operators now, and they're still releasing more. <laughs> it's interesting, too, and I guess I'll get into this as well. In other words, to finish up the OP5 Scramble, great game. I have you guys try it. Um, I'm glad I made went through the troll with a Japanese PSN account. <laughs> it's got a different story. Yeah. It's, but I'm looking forward to it when it comes stateside, definitely, because I do want to get the whole story of it, and all the, things I, all the trailers I've been seeing look cool as hell. Um... But to go back to kind of feedback on what you were saying, Brian, 
I guess it is, but it isn't. Companies love to milk their franchises, right? Mm-hmm. And they can do that now. Um, I don't know how far you go back in the Persona series, but I know you go a little bit back as well. P3. P- good. Persona 3. That Me too. Right to the golden age. Me too. Whatever happened. Hey, hey. <laughs> Mass destruction is great. <laughs> I love that song. Anyway, um, if you remember the P4 era, um, they milked hell out of P4. P4 Arena. P4 Arena. Dancing all night. That's the fight game, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the arena. Yeah, P4 which Arena. Which, of course, got retconned into Blaze in Blade through Cross Tech Battle. Yeah, exactly. And then you had two animes for P4. Yes, there were two. So, and then you had a re-release of P4, which is called P4 The Golden, which came out on PSP. Which is way better than the original. I haven't played it, so I assume it is. Um, but yeah, they moved the hell out of P4. You want to see the same thing with P5? Hell, you've seen the same thing with P5. Yep. You already yep. see they're re-releasing P5 The Royal, which is coming out next month. And with Persona 3, they also re-released a version for PSP called Persona 3 FES. Yeah. Which featured a female protagonist. Yes. Actually... Look, I'm gonna get into that after I get into this, like the whole milking thing. Um, yeah, you already see with P5, you got P5 anime that already came out, you got the mangas, you got, uh, like I said, Scrambles, and they're gonna make a fighting game, because P4 Arena was already a, a success, and those are my favorite fighting games, personally. Lab- Labrys is my waifu. <laughs> Labrys. <sighs> we don't have this debate right now. Continue. <laughs> this will take a long. This will take another hour. I'm just playing, but um, but yeah. So I mean, that turned into a franchise. And it's even I would dare say a lot of Shin Megami fans, Shin Megami Tensei fans are going to get mad at me for saying this. But Persona is overshadowing Shin Megami Tensei right now. Yeah, I think really yeah, Persona is becoming. They're having other Shin Megami games out there, right. and I think. That persona, the Persona series and the Persona franchise is definitely yeah. becoming more of a gateway into that world. It is, but... Mind you, I do play DX4 on my phone. Of course, yeah, me too, me too. And I've, and the thing is about... And I guess for context sake is that Persona is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Yes. But, you know, Persona's like so stylized. It's a great RPG to play. You don't have to do too much grinding and the characters are cool as hell. That's overshadowing Shin Megami Tensei to the point where, if you look at like the last couple of Shin Megami Tensei games, especially Apocalypse, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, those character designs could be in Persona. Yeah. But if you look at it before then, like, I want to say the character designs were bland, but they weren't as standout-ish, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think of when was the first time I heard of Shin Megami Tensei. It was back when X-Play was popping. So it's definitely like, oh, three? Yeah, and I heard it was a really good game. I never even, I never even yeah. watched X Play, dude. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was my shit, bro. Morgan Webb was bad. Oh, yeah, G4. That was my yeah. yeah. I was there for that shit. <laughs> I was. I remember G4, though. Yeah, G4 was great. Um, But yeah, it's like. I'm just getting to that point. Like, I still like Shin Megami Tensei because of the whole. Um, because of the, uh, the premise and, of course, what they do with those games. Like, to me, it still has, like, the greatest premise of using mythological characters as, like, your Pokemon almost. Yes. And then you gotta fuse them, and then create them bigger, like, demons yeah, and all who of does that. Who, does, who doesn't want their own personal demon, man? Like, exactly. And then on top of the fact that... Demon. 
And on top of that, it's like it's more philosophical. I got tons of cool. I got tons <laughs> of like on my on my account, I have tons of demons that I need to like like seriously grind on for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and a side note, those bayonetas and Devil May Cry events, bro. I got Nero. I got Bayo. I love it. <laughs> They're your own personal demons in that game. Um, but anywho, um, but yeah, the get, whole philosophical. You aspect, can get Nero. Oh, to go back to what you were saying. Yeah, and there was an event, a Devil May Cry event. Ah, damn. Yeah, so you, so in like the um, loot boxes, you could get like Nero, Dante, and V from Devil May Cry 5. Nice. Yeah, so um, I went ahead and did that. But um, yeah, going back to Shin Megami Tensei, it's, the game has like a lot of uh, philosophical... A concept into it like the whole light and dark thing is very interesting because if you go, if you choose to be with the lawful guy who's the light you know all the bad guys are gone but now you live in a society where it's mainly a dictatorship where if you do even the smallest thing out of line you're in trouble right yeah, exactly. if you do chaos you know yes the, the good guys are gone but everyone's dying it's total chaos you have eternal freedom but it's total chaos. Everyone's dying. People doing whatever the hell they want to do. There's nothing perfect. Exactly. So your purpose in those games is to be neutral. To have a mixture of both. That's how you truly win the game. Yeah. So I've always found that to be interesting. Because it's different from everything else. Because like That is... End, you know, yin and yang is a mantra that's been a part of my life for a long time. <laughs> right. So that duality... Definitely, definitely. Moderation. Yeah, it's in moderation, definitely. And that actually clearly became one of my more favorite RPGs. So, anywho. Um, anyone else have any other points they want to bring up? Anything else? Any other rants? Well, I'm just thinking about I'm just saying, and I'm just saying, even before, I'm just saying, I like Labrys' design. I think she's cute. I think her story was kind of sad. And since I'm the host of this podcast, I'll say this has the last word. The cover is bad. And Thank you for coming to the G Don't 3K podcast, everyone. Be Have a nice day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>